So if you haven't heard of Anchor, let me tell you a little bit about it. First of all, it's free. I'm not kidding. It is absolutely free. There's tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute that podcast so you can be heard out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other sources. You can make money from your podcast. It's unbelievable. And here's the thing. Again, it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Our series on Psalm 91. Psalm 91. We've been in it for several weeks. The Psalm of Protection that has been used by the military, by first responders, including law enforcement and firefighters. Many carry Psalm 91 with them when they go into battle. Many law enforcement officers, every co-worker of mine was issued a Psalm 91 card. And uh, I uh, got those off of Amazon and individually handed those out to my co-workers that work in probation and parole. And uh, we take very seriously, though, uh, this protection. And hopefully through this series, you've realized that God's hand has been on your life. And maybe it even cost you during this series to think about the times that God intervened in a situation or that God protected you, or that God prevented something from happening, or maybe through the storm, God was right there, and he watches over us and protects us. Well, where we are today, as we conclude Psalm 91, is in the last two verses. The last two verses of Psalm 91. But for context, we're going to start with the very first verse and read through it in case you haven't been with us, or maybe you missed a couple. I do want to report to you that uh, Bill and Wendy Britt made it to Kenya, and the crusade has started, and you can go on Facebook, Compel Outreach International, which our church supports through our annual budget, and, uh, but they made it safely over there and are already seeing the blessings of God, so uh, let's never take that for granted, but continue uh, to pray for Bill Britt and his ministry, Compel. So uh, if you have your Bibles, the words will also be up on the screen. Would you stand as we read Psalm 91 in its entirety, and specifically the last two verses will be our focus. It says in Psalm 91, verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. A young lion and a dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. 
I will set him on high because he has known my name. The last two verses are focus. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Psalm 91 has hopefully revealed to you or reminded you that God protects us. I love the last two verses because I want to specifically draw your attention to the, the, the admonition there. And I'm reading from the King James because of the richness of the language for this psalm. But in 15, verse 15, he shall call upon me. I want you to think about that this morning and recognize that God is available to you that God listens to you, that God knows what's going on in your life, and that he is concerned. You thought about that? The creator of the universe, the sustainer of life, the one who can part the Red Sea, the one who can resurrect the dead, the one who can do all these miracles is actually concerned about what you're going through. And that you are on his mind, and you, yes, you, are on his heart. You know, it's something to be thought of when I get a text from a church member or a friend that just says, God laid you on my heart. Man, that, that, that's, that's an encouragement to me because you don't know that the timeliness of your message, your text, your phone call, or maybe a handwritten card. Does anybody do those anymore? Uh, but the timeliness of that when you're going through a struggle just from somebody to say, I was thinking about you. I thought about you. Checking on you. Well, now put that in context of the El Shaddai, God Almighty. He was thinking about you. You were on his mind. He knows what you're experiencing. He knows what you're facing. And yet when you call on him, unlike sometimes when you call because there's a problem with the internet <laughs> or a problem with something and you call and you get put on hold by customer service, there's no service to the customer service. Amen. That's an oxymoron, customer service. But sometimes you can't get a buddy to answer. You can't get a friend to answer. You, you, you call to, to report a power outage or something, and you can't get a response, right? Well, the difference here is that God is always available to you. I know in your mind you think, yeah, but he's too busy for my little problem. Mm. He's never busy. He's never too busy to listen to answer and be concerned. God watches over us. He protects us. And when we call, he answers. It not only tells you that. Look at verse 15. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. <laughs> he shall call upon me, and I will respond. I will answer because that is the God that we serve. He's available to us 24-7, 365, always, at any time. He answers when we call. In fact, that's not just in Psalm. I want to show you just a couple of references to that. One in the Old Testament, as well as uh, Joel, Joel chapter 2. I love this verse. Um, in fact, it's, uh, it's the very last verse of Joel chapter 2, verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whoever, you're a whoever, did you know that? <laughs> you're a whoever, that whoever, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, 
as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. When you call on him, he answers. When you call, he's available. It not only says that in Psalm 91, it not only says that in Joel 2, I want to show you a New Testament promise. Uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, here it says again. It repeats the same line. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, For who shall, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're a whosoever. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. When you call, he answers. When you call, he responds. So my question to you then, are you even calling on him? I love when people say, I tried to call you the other day. Pull up my call off, don't miss calls from you. Oh, there's something wrong with Verizon. Something wrong with AT&T. Something wrong with T-Mobile. No, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> My concern for most people that call themselves Christians is you're not calling on the Lord. You call Dr. Phil. You call 911. You call 811 when you want to dig. <laughs> but do you call on the Lord? Call on the Lord. Don't you love when you call? And they say, well, we'll have somebody out to your house between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Oh, thank you for that. And they show up at 7.15 p.m. We call on so many things, and it's interesting to me that 911 has become synonymous with emergencies. 911. And yet we've been studying Psalm 91, which begins with that first verse, 9-1-1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91 reminds us to call on Him because He will answer. When we get in trouble, He is there for us. Now look at the last verse, verse 16 of Psalm 91. Verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Did you know the last word in Psalm 91? The last word in this psalm of protection is the word, are you ready? Yeshua. In the Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, the very last word of Psalm 91 Draw your attention to it. That word salvation in the Hebrew is Yeshua. Yeshua. Now, what is Yeshua? Well, I got news for you. The name that we use, Jesus, is a transliteration. But Mary did not call him Jesus. She would not even have known how to pronounce that. The disciples that hung out with him would not have called him Jesus. The Jews all around Israel never called him Jesus. His name was Yeshua. And the last word in Psalm 91, a psalm of protection, the last word is Yeshua. Yeshua, do you see it? Salvation. Yeshua. It's mentioned 63 times, guess where? In the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, Yeshua. Over and over again, salvation. 
salvation to his people. That is the name, Yeshua. That was his Jewish name. That's what his mama called him. That's what his friends called him. That's what his followers called him, Yeshua. And it's the last word of the promise of Psalm 91. This psalm of protection and, and maybe the illustrations that I've given you about angels showing up on the battlefield at just the right moment, of maybe the guy that survived the Twin Towers attack and then the Twin Towers collapse and all he knew to do was call on Jesus. He kept saying, Jesus, 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 and he got out and survived. Maybe those stories and those illustrations of God rescuing people in dire circumstances has hopefully shown you that God is our protector and our deliverer. There was a man named James who signed up to serve right at the beginning of World War II. He was almost rejected. He didn't pass the physical because he was underweight. In fact, his original paperwork says lanky and lean. <laughs> and he was almost disqualified because he was about to turn 32 years of age. He is one of the few people in history to go from private to colonel in four years. You see, James was a civilian pilot. He had already logged about 600 hours on civilian aircraft before World War II even started. And he actually, when he signed up, he requested to fly the B-17 and then later the B-24. And it was on the B-24 that James, as the pilot, took a heavy hit from German artillery during a mission. And it shook the fuselage so bad that they thought the plane was going to fall apart. And as James was trying to take control of the plane, the cabin filled with heavy smoke and they could barely breathe. But they landed safely back at base. James would also fly on B-52s during the Vietnam era as an observer. James' career was marked with acts of heroism. He received the Distinguished Flying Cross, the Air Force Distinguished Service Medal. He went on 20 combat missions and was even promoted to Brigadier General before he retired. But see, here's the thing. You probably don't know him from his military service. You know him as Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. Back in the day when Hollywood actors actually believed in being a patriot. Back in the day when Hollywood celebrities proudly served their country and proudly went to foreign lands to defend liberty, not to criticize it, and not to be ashamed of America. But it was guys like Jimmy Stewart who proudly stood up when the call went out and said, I'll go because I love this country and I love what this country stands for. He wasn't embarrassed. He wasn't woke. <laughs> he didn't want to cancel America. He wanted to serve America. But what you may not know about Jimmy Stewart is his dad. His dad wrote him a letter. His dad wasn't real good with words. And so when he knew that, that his boy 
was going to go to World War III, even though he was 31 years old. His, it hit his dad pretty hard, and so his dad wrote a card, and he gave it to him right as he was being sent overseas. And Jimmy kept that card, and here's what it said. My dear Jim boy, soon after you read this letter, you will be on your way to the worst source of danger. Jim, I'm believing on the enclosed copy of the 91st Psalm to protect you, my boy. The thing that will take the place of fear and worry is the promise of Psalm 91. I am staking my faith in Psalm 91. I feel sure, his dad said, that God will lead you through this mad experience. I can say no more. I only continue to pray. Goodbye, my dear. God bless you and keep you. I love you more than I can tell you. Your dad. Jimmy Stewart carried that with him on every mission. He carried a copy of Psalm 91. And Jimmy Stewart said he prayed Psalm 91 over his flight crew and over every, uh, he went on 20 combat missions and valiantly, bravely served his country. But he always had Psalm 91 when he went on mission. What do you carry with you on your mission in life? Do you carry the promises of God? Do you call on him in these times that we talked about? Do you even think about God? And do you even seek him and his will for your life and what he would have you to do? do are you even aware of how he's surrounded you with a host of angels to protect you, to defend you, to get you out of situations? Are you grateful for his protection? Jimmy Stewart carried Psalm 91 with him everywhere he went. And obviously he came back, became even, an even bigger Hollywood celebrity because I don't know if you made the connection, but he had already made multiple movies before World War II started. So he went even when he was a celebrity. Can you even imagine some of these celebrities going now? Being protected, though, starts with being safe. The very last word in Psalm 91, salvation, or in the Hebrew, Yeshua. Being protected begins with being safe. And being saved begins with Jesus. Are you saved? I'm not asking are you a member of this church. I'm not asking if you're a member of another church. You misheard me. I said are you saved? I don't care where your name is on a membership role or if it's not on a membership role. I don't care if you like denominations or hate denominations. I care about what you think about eternity. Where will you spend it? Because it's a long, long time to be wrong. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this is the part of the service that we call the invitation where we ask people to respond to what you said, to respond to